0: Thank you, everybody tuning in right now to the Emerge From Your Box podcast. Today, I've got a super special, amazing guest. I call her my super genius. Her name is Stella Vasilis. I hope I haven't butchered that. Um, Stella and I used to work in the corporate world and we've both left that because um, of many reasons which she'll talk about with you during the podcast. Um, you know, and our relationship was... A beautiful beginning I remember catching up with Stella one day you know we'd worked together for a long time but we never really had the chance to go deep and really get to know each other And it was one walk one walk in one conversation that changed absolutely everything in both of our lives but I'm not going to spoil the story let me bring this beautiful amazing woman on right now Stella welcome
1: Oh, Thank you. Thank you, super genius. Thank you so much. You're too kind. and um, Thank you for having me and I'm so, so honoured to be here, to be your first guest for the year. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything, super genius.
0: And what a beautiful way to start the year with, um, you know, a conversation with a person that has one of the biggest hearts that I've ever met on the planet um if you ever get a chance to talk to Stella face to face or even on zoom or you know connect with her you understand what I'm talking about but um you know since going on that one walk when was that like I think January 2018 or something like that it was a long time ago um, we've done so much evolving together you know um, we've gone so deep in so many areas of our lives and if you've done the inner work you know that Um, It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of digging. It takes a lot of resilience. And it takes a lot of just being raw and real and vulnerable. And if there's someone on the planet that can explain to you what it takes to go from crisis to courage, this woman, she's it. Uh, Okay, so I'm not going to spoil her story. (laughs) What I want to know is... Who is Stella Deli and, you know, why are you who you are today? Feel free to start from wherever it is that you're comfortable sharing your story with. Where do I begin?
1: Where do I begin? Well, I'll start with your words. Um, you mentioned raw, real and vulnerable. And I love those words. And that is what I truly try to encompass each and every day. It's what I live by. It's just being real, raw, vulnerable. Um, it's being true to myself. It's just showing up and being real and being authentic. Um and that's really important for me because I don't think um, I lived by that. I don't think I did that for so many years. And I think as a whole, as a collective, we don't do that because um, we all try to fit in. We all try and please everyone. We try and fit in. And as a result, we become, we become so disconnected. Um, uh, we become disconnected with our heart centre um, and we, we really forget who we really are at heart. And so, uh, and that's what my journey, I think, has been all about. And it really started a few years ago. And yes, it started, I think, on, you mentioned that walk we took around the lake and God, little did I know it would change both our lives and I very remember. very
0: much <laughs> so just for anyone out there um this is actually Stella's first time ever sharing her story so just having you on here and having the privilege to share that for the first time ever thank you so much I have so much gratitude for you trusting um yourself to share because uh, the journey that she's been on um just tune in like this is going to touch everybody's heart so so deep and it's, um, it takes a lot of balls and it takes a lot of um, inner work to be able to go from I don't want to be seen and, you know, the crisis point to, you know what, get out of my own way and be vulnerable, lead by example and, you know, share from the heart so that somebody else listening can just pick up from wherever they are and, and take that first step, you know, go on that first walk, wherever it is. Are you gonna, you guys want to go for a walk with us? We're in Melbourne, reach out. You know, we're happy to speak with you and have a chat. But um, I'm talking too much. Continue, please, Stella. That's okay. Yeah,
1: I remember that walk really, really well. Um, genius. It was January of 2019. It was, I think, that just the first week of January. And I remember it so, so well, because I think the years, the the prior years leading up to that were just uh, some of the most difficult years of my life, and especially mm-hmm. 2018, I call it my year of hell because I literally, I felt like I was clinging on to my life um, in 2018. Um, I was physically, my health was not in a good place. Emotionally, mentally, I was probably in the worst place ever and um, I remember just getting to the end of that year thinking I've got to I was thinking I've got to read Louise Hayes book you can heal your life I had read it read it previously but for some reason there was something telling me I needed to reread it so we got to the end of 2018 um Christmas came on holidays from work, had a couple of weeks off, and I reread that I reread her book in, I think, in a week and a half, and this this um, I don't know. I, I had this awakening. I call it an awakening. A light bulb went off, and I realized that um, I realized if I wanted my life to change, I had to change it. I was responsible for it. I realized that I had to own up to some shit, and that was that I was just living in a victim mode for all those years yeah people had done things to me yes I was exhausted yes I um um I was burnt out you know I was fatigued you know my health was at its worst state but
0: and I think a lot of people can relate to that because you know you go about doing life and you have this mask on because there's all these expectations of you know your work your family your friends whatever it is that's going on and we just forget to take a breath So if you forget to take a breath, you kind of end up on this um, like a mouse wheel, you know, you just sort of day by day, keep doing what it is that you're doing, but you're not really facing the stuff that led you, um, you know, to be who you are. And, and, you know, I remember catching up with you and thinking, oh, my God, like, she's so stressed. You know, how do I um, what do I do? And I I mean, all I wanted to do was listen and allow you to just share, you know, share from the heart. Do you know what? You, I think
1: the first, um, the first step to recovering to healing is just becoming aware of what I call your shit. Mm. Um, it's becoming aware of your thoughts, of how you're thinking, how you're feeling, how you're speaking to yourself, how you're behaving. Um, it's awareness and then it's accepted. And then it's acceptance. You know, you've just got to accept where you are. You may not be where you want to be, but you know, you are where you are and you've just got to accept where you are and then take little baby steps. Mm. They're just little baby steps onto healing. And yeah, I was exhausted, Margaret. Yeah. I was trying to, I had lots going on in my life, in my personal life. I, my personal life, it was very demanding. Um, you know, being in the corporate world, as you understand, that's bloody demanding. It's, yeah. Thank
0: God we're not there anymore, right? I yeah. think you did a stint of almost two decades and I did one. Yeah, so I did we're two, done. That's yeah. out the window.
1: <laughs> I did two decades in the corporate world and I, by nature, my personality, I, by nature, am a very driven individual. I'm a high achiever. I'm one that runs tends to run at a million miles an hour. I wasn't able this is the old me. I wasn't able to just sit still and meditate for 10 minutes or do some breathing <laughs> for 10 minutes or go for a relaxing walk. You know, for me de-stressing was, you know, doing smashing out a weight session or getting in a boxing ring and boxing, you know, there and they still are my passions and I still do that. But I I've, I've had to incorporate a lot of other things in that.
0: Yeah, so, I can totally relate to that because I remember I had a very similar approach to how I did life. Again, we're both in the same, um, you know, corporate world uh, and environment. And for me, de-stressing was going to the gym three times a day, literally in the morning, at lunchtime, in the afternoon. And I remember going to my acupuncturist and her asking me, like, did you drink like eight cups of coffee before you came in here? And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Your stress levels are through the roof. You could feel it in my meridian lines, in the in the energy that I was bringing to this session. And I'm like, I didn't even drink coffee. What's that all about? So, for me, that was part of, um, like you said, you know, becoming aware of it. Step one, and realizing that you're at that point versus, oh, this is just what we do. It's not just what we do, you know. Um, no. And like you, when someone suggested meditation, I laughed, and i said meditation. Yeah. I'm not hugging a tree or sitting there like a weirdo with my no, legs like cross chanting. <laughs> I to, yes. That's <laughs> I, used to
1: see. I remember, I remember, I used to see um, back many, many, many years ago uh, a chiropractor. And every time I'd go, he'd say to me, Stella, you need to relax. You need to try meditating five minutes a day, 10 minutes, try And I used Funny. to laugh. I used to actually laugh in his face. And I said, I used to say to him, You really don't know me, do you? There is no way I'm going to see. What what I used to say? What the hell is that? I'm just going to sit there with my feet, my legs crossed and do what? But <laughs> I you know used to what? Just find it so hilarious. And here I am now. I'm the, I, I, I meditate twice a day. My life's, I, I, I love it. That's, yeah, I love it.
0: Isn't that interesting that we've gone from like, oh, my God, meditation, literally just give me three hours of boxing instead to becoming two of the biggest advocates for grounding and meditation that I've met. Like, And just for anyone listening out there, meditation isn't all about what we were joking and saying. You don't have to be hugging trees. You don't have to do any. Everybody has a different style of meditation. Everybody has a different duration. Meditation could be for some people um, just sitting on a park bench and staring into the ocean. You know, it doesn't have to be like whatever it is that you're doing to ground and earth and be present in the here and now. That's meditation. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: That's, that's really well said. Uh, you know how I see meditation? It's um, getting still. It's becoming still and becoming present. I think we forget, we really forget that all we have is the present moment. But exactly. so many of us are either stuck in the past, or we're way too focused and stressing over the future. We can't predict the future. We just can't. And the past is past. You can't turn back time. You can't rewrite the past. All you have is the present moment. And I think I'm going to sum up what what this man says. Joe Spencer. And for those that oh, are, truly, who's
0: that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: For those that are tuning in and listening to this, Joe Dispenza will come up a lot in this because, well, he's had a huge impact in our lives. I know his his work has just had an incredibly profound impact in my life. So he'll come up a fair bit, but I love what he says. He sums it up so well. Depression is when you are stuck in the past and anxiety is when you're thinking and obsessing about your future and let me just say never i think never before have we seen a society that is so stressed mm-hmm. so depressed or so anxious
0: Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth because my next question was going to be, uh, not question, but sort of, you know, a little gold nugget was around anxi- anxiety. So anxiety and stress are things that everybody, um, you know, can relate to. And especially when you're working in a myself in a corporate role with, you know, like 150 people, really driven people around me, trying to meet their targets and all of that. It's like, you know, anxieties. How would you describe anxiety? You know, worrying about something that hasn't happened yet. That's um, what it is. That- it's
1: it's obsessing over something um, that hasn't occurred. You yeah. don't know when it's going to occur. You don't know if it's going to occur. You. That that's the thing. We can't predict the future, but we we all try to. We all want to.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't predict the future, but you can create the future. And, you know, something really grounding that I found has helped me and I know that it helps you as well is just breath work. You know, doing something as simple as uh, a a little breathing exercise, four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds out, four seconds old and a rotation of four times. And literally you do the maths. You know, I'm in a county, but I'll let you do the maths. Um, it doesn't take long to ground yourself and become present and aware in the here and now you know so and yeah absolutely I love Joe Dispenza he's um you know it was him that completely changed my mind so I could change my life and I know how much of an impact he's had in yours because you know I mean I remember on that walk saying to you hey Stella we should go to Italy together you know and she just (laughs) literally looked at me and laughed at me because we knew each other, but we didn't know each other on an intimate like personal friend level now she's one of my best friends in the whole world but at the time I remember her looking at me like I was an alien because she's like what do you mean you know I, I, I grew up in Italy so I'd always wanted to go back and I knew that um Joe Dispenza was having a cruise there and um so I put it out there and Della, you <laughs> what, ha- what happened what happened so it was funny at the time but what happened
1: Yeah. um, I just remember, I just remember, I think when we caught up for that walk, you mentioned Italy and I did, I thought you're, you're crazy. We barely know each other. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to take a trip to Italy with you. Not
0: going on an adventure with a stranger.
1: (laughs) The funny thing is Italy had always been on my to-do list. Italy was just a place I always, always, always wanted to do always wanted to visit to go to there was there's just something about that place about that country which I love so much and the Amalfi Coast in Positano was like my dream but obviously you mentioned it I looked at you and I just went no I don't think so but there were certain events that (laughs) but then we discovered that um by the way
0: you, you probably can't see it if you're listening. Stella's backdrop is an actual photo that we took in Positano and it does do it justice. But when you're standing up there and you've got the Mediterranean sun shining in your face and you know that you're about to jump on a ship with Joe Dispenza, <laughs> it is next level energy. Like talk about elevated emotion. That's that's proof of life right there. Sorry, I interrupted, but I had to share with no, you okay. that can't it's, see it's, the beauty of what you're describing. Sad. It's proof
1: that we created it. We created that reality. We created that um, We created that dream. We manifested it, basically. It was something always, a place we, we both wanted to go to. It meant so much to us. And then Joe Dispenza came along and he was holding this um, seminar on a cruise. It was a cruise around Europe, the Mediterranean Ocean, that came along. And we thought, oh uh, uh, okay. Like let's let's do it, um, and yeah, and so we did. But it was yeah, so we did. Um, but it was funny because up until I think two thousand nineteen, I had never heard of Joe Dispenza before. I had never, I didn't know anything about meditating. I didn't know anything about being present being mindful and your thoughts and emotions and the impact they have on our lives not not just our lives but the impact that our thoughts are our, our emotions and our feelings the impact it has on our physical body i had get no idea until until i crashed and burnt till i really hit rock bottom um you know physically emotionally you know i saw what it did to me on all levels Um, And I thought, I I still didn't know at the time that it was me until I started doing the work, until I started listening, tuning into Joe Dispenza. And Joe Dispenza talks about stress so well and living in emergency lane. And, you know, our bodies are not designed to cope with long-term stress. They're not. They're only designed to cope with short-term stress. You know, if you keep living, as he says, in emergency mode, it's going to manifest into physical illness and i'm i can attest to that i can vouch for that because i mean i did it for so long i was living in stress and emergency mode for years uh, you know juggling um the demands of work corporate life and my personal life and having you know my own goals being so driven and i just to have anything to be honest i was actually striving for perfection you know i
0: think a lot of people can relate to that because everybody and this is me personally everybody has a to-do list right i think i've got to do this i've got to do this i've got to do that but what you did was change it and turn it into a to-be list to be present you know to be calm to be distressed just to be who you truly are at heart and um it was very interesting how we manifested the cruise as well. And I remember we were in Port Melbourne and, uh, you know, the spirit of Tasmania was there. There was a, It was a beautiful sunset that night. We had dinner at one of our favourite restaurants. And um, I remember saying to Stella, we should go on a cruise together. So she just looked at me again like, this girl's lost it. we have been, to, like, to dinner maybe a couple of times, you know. On our walk, she tells us we're going to Italy. And then here we are having dinner. She's like, oh, we're going to go on a cruise. But guess what happened? We ended up on that beautiful ship, the New Statendom, in the Mediterranean, which was like 14 stories, one-year-old, just brand-new ship. Like brand the new. first person to be on it was uh, Oprah Winfrey, and she was, she's was she got a signature wine on there. But yeah. I, I can't even – I don't think oh, we it, left it's that just, ship.
1: It's still – it's – Yeah, it's incredible. I really don't have any words, but I remember that evening when you mentioned it, I I really hadn't started doing any of the work. I still hadn't dealt with my shit. There was still stuff going on. I still hadn't started the work. So, you know, you're talking about taking these trips
0: and going here and there, and I'm like,
1: I don't know what. I don't know what you're on. This girl's on drugs. Seriously.
0: Yeah, I was literally high on life, you know, what I saw. You were high on life. (laughs) I was trying to, I was literally
1: trying to rebuild my life. I was literally trying to rebuild my life. You know, 2018, you know, I think the, the stress, anxiety, the stress and living in emergency lane had caught up on me. You know, literally my physical body, my nervous system just crashed. My nervous system just it, it just totally crashed, you know, and we know our nervous system controls everything, so, you know, my digestion went, you know, and my body became riddled with inflammation, um, and I was off having one test after another, one test after another, and, you know, A, my body was riddled with inflammation, I had, uh, I was off having mammogram, you know, I had a lump on my breast, we didn't know, it turned out, thank. I was very fortunate, it turned out to be just a cyst, but it was a real wake up call. Mm. Um, and then I had other cysts, I had a cervical cysts, um, I, I had a whole series. I've never had so many volumes of blood taken out of me, and everything just pointed back to stress. It was just inflammation. But it was a really, really scary time because literally I could feel my physical body. Physically, I had crashed, I, I was just literally hanging on to my life literally just hanging on um I'm one of those people that I think people say I'm a really good actress and I think so because not many people were actually no one was aware of it and if they were
0: they never reached out and and that's the thing right when you're such a strong person and you just have to handle it um I, I I totally relate to that because there are things that have happened in my life um and I shouldn't be here Okay, so the lead up to my crash story was a combination of all sorts of things, abuse and bullying and, you know, all the things that no woman, no child, no human being should have to learn a lesson from. And I know that that's exactly what led you to, you know, end up where you are as well. Like the physical components of what resulted was a result of a lot of emotional trauma that was trapped yeah. inside you. Yeah, there,
1: there was, was a lot, lot of
0: there was a lot of negative emotions that you'd never dealt with because it was so busy striving and achieving and you know meeting the deadlines and doing like doing exactly all the things. You. Yeah,
1: and I didn't want it was meeting all the deadlines. It was people pleasing. Um, it was me just putting on that facade of being strong and having it all together and yes, being strong and having it all together. And I wasn't, I was really suffering, you know, I was my physically, you know, I was suffering. My body had crashed and burnt. Like my body had literally crashed and burnt. My, my doctor just kept shaking her head. She, she, yeah. Yeah. There were really no words. Um, There were no answers from the doctor. There were no no answers, uh, you know. um, You know, quite at the end of it, she simply said to me, you've got to make some changes, otherwise this is not going to end well for you. You have to make some changes in your life. You can't keep going at this rate, you know, because your body always sends you signals and um, it's up to us to tune in and listen. So, yeah, and I was just trying to meet, I was trying to meet all the deadlines. I was trying to please everyone. But, you know, all the years leading up to this, I had put up, yeah, there was, there was betrayal, there was verbal abuse, there was, there was bullying for years, bullying for years. And with that bullying, do you know what? Something as simple as speaking up, you know, our voice and speaking up, I, I, I lost my ability to speak up. I really did. I, I I forgot how to. I I didn't know how. Uh, yeah, something. You know, we take these things for granted. But when you've been bullied for so long, and you've been around such, I don't even know how to how to sum up some individuals. Um, interesting energy. Yeah, when you've been around <laughs> some, you know, really dominant and interesting energy, it's it's going to have an impact on you. It's going to affect you physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, And I just remember 2018, I just, I just reached a point. I had never felt so, I felt defeated, but lonely as well. Defeated, depleted, absolutely exhausted because I I was fatigued. I had adrenal fatigue. I, I, you know, I, I was on a whole heap of I was suffering insomnia. My nervous system had crashed. My digestive system had crashed. I was having anxiety attacks daily. I was having panic attacks night, um, every single night. I had insomnia. I don't think I barely slept. I barely slept that whole year, I think, Um
0: you and know, I remember
1: I, I, saying I that had to alopecia, me. I had alopecia, like the list goes on and on and on. Every time we, we ran a test, we, we, we'd find something. And it got to the point where, honestly, I honestly did not want to live anymore. I just remember I would go to bed saying, please, God, I just don't want to wake up. I just don't want to wake up and face another day. I would rather just die. And I did, and I would sit and think about contemplate suicide. I remember thinking... I, I wonder what I can do. I, I thought I just want a painless, painless death, and you know, all these thoughts started entering my mind. I honestly, I, I just got to the point I didn't want to live, but I did. I didn't go ahead with any. I didn't take. I didn't do anything. I did, I didn't make any attempts on my life. I, I just remember getting, reaching the end of two thousand eighteen, reading that book, and I thought. I've got to stop. I've got to snap out of victim mode. I've got to stop feeling sorry for myself. It doesn't matter who said what to me. It doesn't matter that this person walked out of me. It doesn't matter that this person cheated on me. It doesn't matter that this person abused me. It doesn't matter that this person bullied me. None of it matters. I've got to, I've just got to, I'm just going to start dealing with my shit and I've got to get help. And I thought, and, and, for, and you, you came into my mind because I know we, we knew each other. We weren't close, but we knew each other. And I just knew that you you and I had the same interest. We had an interest in health and wellness. We always did. I always had an interest in health and wellness. I've always liked to take a holistic approach to health to my health. I've always um, enjoyed working out. It's been a big part of my life, the gym. And I, I knew that was the case for you. And I thought, I'm just going to send Margaret a text.
0: And I did. And we went for a walk and here we are. Yeah, look, I remember um, those days because I remember you reaching out to me and saying, you know, I can't sleep. I I don't know. And, you know, I've been quite open, and, um, you know, with my story. So the year before you, I think for me, 2017 was your 2018, where I literally hit rock bottom and thought, you know, I went all the way to the Dead Sea on my pilgrimage, which again, that's another story, but I'll share that another time. And I thought to myself, I just don't want to be here. Why is this happening for me or to me at the time? It was all about yeah. me, 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 I, I, I. Yes. But it was exactly what you said. When I just looked in the mirror, faced my shit, took ownership and made the decision that I didn't want to live like that anymore. Um You know, Joe Dispenza dropped out of a DVD shelf for me and it was um, a whole new game um, from there. And I'm so glad that you felt comfortable reaching out because a lot of people don't have that, you know, and this is exactly why I'm so passionate about, well, this podcast. This podcast is about people coming on and just sharing their story, sharing from the heart. You know, as kids, we did that in the playground. Um, But some people even back then were bullied and didn't, you know, couldn't. Um, So this is all about adults coming together and sharing from their heart, Not, not sharing from a space of, you know, in their mind, trying to control, like, just sharing, like, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? What is it that you need to release? Because you know, you talked about depression before and, and I love, this is something I heard from Luke, um, you know, my teacher. The opposite of depression is expression. You know, you spoke about using your voice. I had exactly the same blockage. My chakra, my throat chakra was constricted. You know, I didn't even know who to speak to or what to say. So, you know, for anyone listening out there, it doesn't matter what your story is. It doesn't matter where you've come from, what's happened for you. Speak to someone. You know, if if you can't speak Switch to Reach out. Yeah. Exactly. If you can't speak to anyone that's within your circle, I had to change my circle. You know, I've had to leave a lot of people behind. Not that I don't love them. It was just a different journey that we're walking through in life. I think we can
1: both relate to that. that yeah. Yeah. I, um we had to we literally had to rebuild up I see it as rebuild our lives. We had to, to literally reinvent ourselves. And that's another thing I learned from Jodie Spencer. We've reinvented ourselves. And it's a process. It doesn't end. And mine's still going. I feel like I just started. But you literally, Jody Spencer says, you know, if you want something to change in your life, well, then you've got to do something different. You've got to make the changes.
0: And that's yeah. really
1: hard for people because. It, it, oh, do you know what? It doesn't matter how much people seem to be suffering and how much pain they're in, they still cling on to it because it's familiar. Mm. Because they're, they're so comfortable, they're just used to it. They're so comfortable in their yeah. suffering. And I, I was like that for so many years, but it just got to crisis point where. I, uh, where, you know, it literally got to the point where if I don't make any changes, I don't think I'm going to end up with some sort of a terminal illness. I, I was already on my way there. I, I had no other choice. I either, I could have stayed rock bottom on the floor or, or you know, I could have made some change, made the changes that I did and gradually um, rebuild my life, which is what I did. But do you know what, genius? Do you know
0: what? It's such I love that a hard, she calls me a genius. By the way, it makes me feel really smart.
1: <laughs> oh, I love the words, and for, yeah, and you know, we get that for those that are tuning in and listening. Joe Dispenza says we're all geniuses, and we really are. We just don't realise it, I and mean, we we don't tap it. We don't tap into that, that the the genius the genius that we have within us, the power that we have within us.
0: I truly but, do believe that. Um, you know, it's not about finding who you are in life. It's about remembering who you are. We were born absolutely perfect, right? And as Stella explained, her outer world, physically, mentally, emotionally, all of that was a reflection of her inner world, which was complete chaos. You know, she might have looked the part, you know, she looked amazing to me. But if you didn't know what was going on inside her head, then you'd think, oh, yeah, she's doing just fine. And how many people are like that right now? It, It looks like pretty roses. all you you have to do is get
1: onto social media don't you
0: yeah everybody's faking it till they make it right and but it's like I guess what I'm trying to say is and and stress the importance of opening up and really sharing and being raw and real with where you are because you know um some people's outer world looks like chaos because their inner world does but some people's outer world also looks like a perfect walk in the park and it's not right? So. Just do, a facade. It's an act. It's a facade. It's a yeah. mask. It's a mask that a lot of people wear. So I would encourage you if you're listening to just have a conversation. Doesn't matter how good somebody looks like they're doing. Just have a heart-to-heart human conversation, especially with people that you love, because maybe they're trying to be strong for you. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being support fillers for each other. But, you know, I totally resonate with you, Stella, when you're saying like, I was always a strong one in my peer group. I was always a strong one in my family. I just had to handle it and look how it resulted for you. You know, we learned the lesson in different ways, but the emotional baggage that we were carrying, which resulted in us diving deep, you know, in the last couple of years and doing the work and then now wanting to share it with others was because we were just blocked, you know, we were just not using our voice or so we're not being real with ourselves or we're trying to just people please, I guess.
1: Yeah. And do you know what? We were suppressing, we weren't facing our shit, we were suppressing our emotions and we do that because we've been conditioned to do that. You know, you talk about reaching out and, you know, for people to reach out and, and ask for help or say, I need help, I'm, I'm struggling with X, Y and Z. But it's actually, I mean, I found it really hard. It's really hard because it's been seen because we've been conditioned to believe that reaching out and asking for help is a sign of weakness. Yeah, and there's a stigma around. Yeah. I know that, around, I've oh, called, yeah. I, know that I have around. been called, yeah, it's a massive stigma, genius. I've been called weak. I've been called a princess. I've been told to tu- I can't tell you how many times I was told to toughen the fuck up pardon my french but those were the words toughen up princess oh you're so oh this was one I lo- one I really love since when did you become so soft wow and that was yeah and I, I I remember I remember when this person said that to me I just I remember just shaking my head inside me thinking god you're there's something really wrong with you mind you I wasn't even actually showing any emotions or crying it was me standing finally standing up to myself and this person was saying to me since when did you become so soft and you're so weak and, and I thought oh my god and this was another female this was actually a female yes. and so imagine men imagine for a man I mean, we as women find it difficult, um, but imagine as a, as a man because men there's this stigma, there's this saying, you know, men don't cry. So imagine mm. a male having to come forward and and ask for help.
0: And that's it's the just- thing, like it's about, it's male and female, but it's all about, it's always, it's also um, about masculine and feminine. Like I'm a girl and I'm totally 100% woman, but sometimes I'm in my masculine, you yeah. know, and there are men who are sometimes, Um, in their feminine it's good to have the balance of both but some men don't feel comfortable because they get the you know toughen up mate stop being such a pussy kind of attitude and it's something that we all need to change and to do that it starts with you you've got to make the inner change within yourself if you don't want your children to be feeling this way whether girl boy or male you know Whatever it is that your gender is, it, it's open to everybody. Nobody should feel like they can't speak up. Nobody should feel like they have to do it alone, you know, that you don't have to suffer. No, and no, it's not a weakness,
1: you know, asking for help, saying I'm struggling, saying can you help me, it, it's not a weakness. It takes a strength. You know, and I love, I'm going to quote um, Brene Brown now. She's another one that I love and, and who has inspired me. She says, she says it's, our, um, it's our, our inability to be vulnerable is what has made us weak, is weakness. Because vulnerability is strength.
0: Absolutely. But, uh, but my God. Imagine, I- imagine how different our world would be if the motto wasn't hard enough, it wasn't. If it was just soften,
1: just soften, and that's what I'm all about. I'm all about having people reconnect to their heart center. I'm all about people just dropping that that armor they've been carrying, and um, removing that mask, and just being true to themselves being true and and showing up as their true authentic selves but unfortunately people don't feel like they can do that do that we we feel like we have to pretend to be this person that has it all together that's perfect well it it, 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 it's going to lead to chaos it's going to lead to problems eventually it's just going to catch up to you and that's the thing
0: like when i say and suggest that you soften You also need to make sure that you're honouring and respecting your boundaries. So I'm not talking about softening and then allowing people to walk all over you and, you know, dictate that again because you are the creator. So it's totally up to you to take ownership and, you know, create that life. Um, But also having boundaries around what it is that, um, you know, is in alignment and respects your values. And, you know, it's only... You know, it starts with you. It's only if you have respect for yourself that you're going to attract people into your life that can show you that same level of respect. So, again, you know, I really i am so grateful that you trusted that my intentions were just to listen, you know, when we went on that walk because yeah. I, you know, I've seen you evolve in the last couple of years and it's been absolutely phenomenal um, because not only has she gone through, like, all the things you know, now it's about getting ourselves out of the way and helping other people who are on this journey, struggling and giving them the open door um, to be able to reach out and just just be human. Just have a conversation, like Stella said. Open your heart. Let's have a heart-to-heart. Heart. Yeah. yeah, it's like you
1: said, it's having self-respect. And another thing is self-respect, it's self-worth, it's self-love. Self love, I think. Oh my God, it's the key. We we really, you've got to love
0: yourself. And then I think that, the answer that, to everything is love.
1: <laughs> the answer to everything is love, and yeah. Um, but it's unfortunately, you've seen it for some reason. You know, self love is seen as being selfish. I I, I don't yeah, and it's for some reason it's It's furthest from the truth self-love is loving yourself it's honoring yourself and you know what when you love yourself you allow other people to love you you allow other people in and you're going to attract the right people you attract the real genuine people you attract the people who are who are true to you who truly do care for you who truly do love you You're, you're letting them in but When that's missing, I can tell you you're, it's the key to everything. It's the key to everything, really.
0: Absolutely. You open your heart to divine love, and that's love from everyone and everything. You know, you open your heart to um, receiving what you're worthy of. You know, it's two of the biggest things that drive people insane are feeling not worthy and feeling not loved. And when it comes down to it, you know, so many things in our world that are happening now and in the past. You know, where there's, where there's been people that have been, that have suffered as a result of some sort of catastrophe, which was caused by man, could have been changed with a conversation um, if someone had been attentive and actively listening before it got to the point where this person had exploded. You know what? We all have the potential to do really stupid, silly, crazy things. But not many of us act on it because we go out and we seek help and we, you know, feel comfortable talking to someone. But some of these people don't have that. And it's so important, again, if you are experiencing something, just speak to someone, you know, um, find a way to get out of that stress survival mode and find a way again to earth and ground yourself. And, you know, get yeah. out of your way, just get out of your way, because <laughs> get out of your way. That's the
1: only way I can put it. I can sum it up. It's really that easy, as easy as that. Get out of your way, um, get out of your head and get into your heart.
0: Yeah. And that's the biggest journey that you'll make in your lifetime. The journey from your head into your heart, which, you know, as we know our amazing Dr. Joe says is our compass. If everybody lived from the space inside the beautiful chest right here called their heart we would have a completely different planet and I'm not going to say that everything's supposed to be rainbows and unicorns and all of that shit because that's false you know life is going to happen but how you respond versus how you react is an absolute game changer you know to quote
1: dr. Joe um, it's uh, the brain thinks but the heart knows. The compass to your future your heart is the compass to your future and it's not about um we're always going to react Shit happens in life it's like you said life is not is not going to be rosy Shit happens to every single one of us but it's how we react and you can react you're going to react because there are traumatic things that happen to people and that will happen to us You can react, but it's, how long are you going to react for? Are you going to react for a week or are you going to react and feel those emotions of anger and resentment for a year?
0: Exactly. It's totally normal to have negative emotions. I would never declare something like I am angry because I'm not angry. I'm feeling angry. But you can feel angry and then, you know, um, yeah, do the work. Take a moment. Do whatever it is that helps you ground again and come back. Release it. yeah and I don't encourage anybody to just sweep anger aside and do what we used to do like go out and take it out on the gym or you know set some crazy stressful goals to cover that up um I recommend you acknowledge sit with it try and understand from a higher perspective or as we say just float above your timeline you know think about why that's coming up for you what is it what lesson like what is why is it coming up for you and how do you get past that but again you know what is it teaching you that. what is
1: it teaching you
0: because everything
1: yeah. shows up it's there to teach us something we don't realize it, but it's there to teach us something
0: it can seem really complicated um, if you don't have the guidance when you're in the space, like, and you know, all these things are brewing inside you. So, again, I'll say it again, please reach out to someone. If it's not me, if it's not Stella, it, it, like, just reach out to somebody and share how you're feeling. It's going to be sometimes just expressing it and saying it out loud or journaling, whatever it is, that's perfect for you. Just do that because otherwise I'm you're just going to sit you. there in your yeah. head like a pressure cooker and one day you know what happens Bang. when you put it up full steam it just explodes and all this shit comes out and you're like why do you want to cook that you know <laughs> so yeah what I you think- run away
1: from will eventually catch up on you
0: yeah what exactly if you if you run away from your limitations um, that they chase you. your limitations, <laughs> your BS stories, they just
1: keep following you, they catch up on you eventually,
0: exactly. So, it's really yeah. about just, um, you know, and it wasn't easy. I know that you and I, we're always going to be working on ourselves. You know, if anyone says to me, I am perfect, I'm like, okay, like we really need to have a deep yeah. DM, you know, <laughs> we need to have a deep, <laughs> deep conversation about that because nobody nobody stops doing the work you look at some of the greatest out there but also one thing to that I've um come across which actually Stella reminded me of and she was reminded of there are a lot of people out there that can give you guidance but don't put them on the pedestal and I'm going to let you share that quote where I'm that came sure from. Of
1: mine, yes because i i used to i used to there are certain people i look up to and admire but i think but i think in the past i took it one step further and perhaps put them on my on a pedestal and it was last year i just realized that the things i had been running from um all my life were things that had finally that i'm finally having i had to face i had to face back last year the year before mm. And and I also realised and admitted that you know, there were certain people that I put on a pedestal. And I said this to a mentor of mine last year. And he, you know, I texted him and he responded, um, "When you oh, what were his words? When you put people on a pedestal, you put yourself in a in a pit." When you put someone on that pedestal, you are putting yourself in that pit. And I remember I was with you at the time and I remember saying, I don't belong in no fucking pit. <laughs> I, I just I pardon my French, but, yeah, that's what I said. And Hey, this is about getting strange. raw and
0: real. There's no French here. It's all just. And and that,
1: and that just changed
0: everything. That, that changed
1: everything. So, yeah, sorry, no one goes on a pedestal. You can look up to and admire people, but everyone's on their own journey. You're. <laughs> And, and don't compare yourself don't compare yourselves and I'm guilty of this I, and we've had we had this conversation very recently I tend to compare myself but we're all on our own journey
0: exactly and here's something that I learned I think it was John Martini that I picked it up from it was um you know something really profound that stuck with me he said if you see something in somebody that you um you know see as a mentor it's because you have that quality within yourself They're just a mirror reflection of you, you just haven't learned how to unlock your gift and package it the way they have. And I was like, Oh, Holy bananas. That like went straight to my heart. You know, it made so that, much yeah. sense as opposed to, you know, Oh my God, I idolize this person. Let's like, you know, you've got to take, um, this is from my experience, take what you love from people and, Make it yours, you know, make it work for you. You don't have to be Michael Jordan, but you can play basketball to the best of your ability. You know, you don't have to be Joe Dispenza because I don't know anyone that has that voice in his meditations. And by the way, a lot of people get triggered by that. And I think that's to teach us patience, right? Yeah. Yeah. I personally
1: love all his meditations, but yeah, people it does trigger a lot of people. So yeah, yeah, it just means there's still work, there's still work for them to do.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if, you ever, if you've ever done one of Dr. Joe's meditations, he goes quite deep and quite long, but the purpose and intention of it is to become nothing, nowhere, no time, no space. So if you're still being distracted and tapping into listening to the voice, it means that you're not really disconnecting from your physical plane and really going into you know, that space where you create, which is the void, the unknown
1: it's the void it's nothing it's blackness it's nothingness that's what it is and and you know what when you mention, you talk about meditation to people and yeah they think it's bullshit and I get because I used to think that and and that's I used to laugh yeah I used to laugh and (laughs) a lot of people will say oh but I can't sit still all these thoughts come running through my head and blah 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 and I say well that's normal. The thoughts do always come, but you've just gotta to learn to observe them like the clouds. They'll just go. Don't just just observe them and then let them go. And just just reconnect to your breath. Reconnect to your breath. And eventually you get there. Eventually it becomes e- um, much easier. But it takes practice. I know for me, it, it actually took me a couple of years. It actually took me a couple of years. But I I love meditating now. I I couldn't, not a day goes by without me sitting and meditating. But um, it actually took me a few years to get to that point.
0: And meditation,
1: it's so powerful. It's so, so powerful. I mean, what it does to your nervous system, it brings your body back into homeostasis. Yes
0: just exactly it's it's exactly how um you know dr joe who was a chiropractor healed himself from a bike accident which the doctors diagnosed him with never being able to walk again so you know look that's something that you can look up yourself on youtube or whatever but um yeah just you're talking to two people um, who are sharing from their heart about you know not even wanting to meditate that are now two of the biggest advocates for it because yeah it works if you do the work. It works, right? And um, it's it's so powerful. I mean, everything. Joe Dispenza's
1: teachings work, but a you've got to a be open to it. Go in with an open mind. Do the work. Do the work, um, and be really consistent. Don't just do it, oh. Don't just do it for a week and say oh nothing happened you've got to sit and do it every single day and don't come to me and say oh but I do you feel better or this hasn't happened when is it going to happen or how is it going to happen let go of that forget the how and when for yeah. some people it could happen in a few months for others the, the miracles might happen in a, in, a, in a few years you just you've got to let go of those expectations and you've just got to be consistent and be open to it and you've yeah. got to believe just just believe because exactly we're, we're living proof we're living proof that you can go from rock bottom from chaos to where we are now it doesn't matter where you are in your health how bad your health is mine was shocking i mean I here's another thing and you know this you know this i'll i'll share my story genius um i remember when we were on that trip when we were on that trip on the cruise. Um, you know, we, we, we did that meditation and was it the second day the you open your heart? I think he made do an open your heart meditation. It was the second day.
0: Yeah. I remember having a conversation with you the night before about, um, it was guilt and forgiveness. Right. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, like I said, we, we still have ego that comes in and it's just that, you know, that voice. it always does. It
1: always will. will not it? Yeah.
0: And I remember saying to Stella, okay, you've forgiven that person but have you forgiven yourself she's like yeah uh, and i just looked at her and and went okay okay um the next day joe dispenser decides to do an entire two hours on forgiveness and she just looked at me like i'm um, thinking you know did she plan this do or you know what it
1: was <laughs> do you know what it was genius it was a whole it was a whole two hours on the heart center on just yeah. opening your heart okay it was just opening your heart <laughs> God, God! I never thought that that I'm laughing because I just remember your words before this trip saying, I just remember you saying, are you ready for this? Because this is going to be, this is going to be quite amazing. It's going to be profound. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be intense. And I thought, what what is going to be so powerful about sitting in a seminar for two hours a day? Okay, Joe is going to talk, and here yeah, we're going to meditate. It's a walk in the park. Seriously, what? You
0: know, no way. I forgot to and tell I'm you awesome. that in the park, there's a tiger, there's a lion, there's your ego, there's your bushy stories, there's the obstacles, there's a merry-go-round, there's a freaking unicycle that you've got to learn how to ride. Did they tell you about the park? <laughs> <laughs> and I have to
1: laugh because I just find it so funny. And here we are the second day, the second day into this, this seminar, we do the second meditation, and there's, what, 750 people bawling their eyes out.
0: Stella started the train in our row. <laughs> it's
1: like no, everyone else started it. I just remember meditating, thinking, and, you know, I was in my own little world, but I was still tuned in, and I could hear people sobbing, and I'm like, Thinking, I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? There are people, literally, they're sobbing, grown men, grown women sobbing. For those that are tuning in, it's not. There's a lot of men that attend his seminars and do the work as
0: well. Mm. Um, Some and, of them were uh, involuntarily uh, dragged uh, along, but they came yeah. out. Yeah, different and- people.
1: Yeah, they came out different people and they, they, were, they were, yeah, they were never the same again after that, just like us. And, and I just remember, I, think, I just, I just remember feeling the energy at that time and hearing people sobbing. And I was like, what the fuck, seriously? And then after that, I, I don't know what happened. I think at that point I surrendered. I think I just let go of whatever I was holding on to. And yeah, I was one of those people sobbing as well. And I just remember the meditation finish, we, we, we finish it, and Joe Dispenza are talking. And I'm thinking, I've got to get the fuck out of here because I don't know what happened. This is so unknown to me. This is so surreal. And I remember thinking, there's 750 people in here, and I'm sobbing. There's something not right. I just need to leave. But I, I, I didn't. And It it was incredible because something did happen at that time. You know, we all opened that. Well, most of us opened our hearts at that time. Something just went off, something cracked, and we opened our There was a moment.
0: I remember the meditation. He was kind of taking us on a bit of a ride, and then then there was this one line, and he's like, I was like, what was that?
1: And I think for me, it wasn't towards, it got to towards the end where I had that moment. Exactly. So some people, um, a lot of people reached that point much earlier. For me, it was towards the end where I think I, I just, obviously just let go. I just said, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to let go. And I did. And, life was never the same life was truly never the same and the impact that it had on my physical well-being was just on my physical body i mean some people are going to hear this and think this is bullshit but and you you, you're a witness to this but i spent days purging i was a couple of days later i spent a whole day vomiting for no
0: and there was no explanation yeah i remember you're green and i'm like oh my god what do i do
1: yeah we like I spent a whole day quite I was violently ill I was violently ill I yeah I was just I was vomiting I had no energy I had lost all my color and I think the next day I spent half the day in in bed I was just and that was
0: just a day or two after that meditation you finally let go you finally surrendered and trusted yourself and let go and you know what came out of that meditation went a lot deeper than just being sick
1: it went a lot deeper I, I let go of a lot I think fig- I forgave myself I forgave myself and I, I remember genius I remember telling you when we got back i I'm, when we got back to Melbourne I, I had to have a procedure um I had to see a specialist and I had to have a procedure I had to have a a uh, assist removed a cervical cyst assist and I didn't want to have it removed I'm I, I was totally against it because I I was feeling fine but um they don't really give you a choice because th- that they have to remove it because if they don't it, well they've got to remove it to run the biopsy to rule out cancer so it always boils down to cancer doesn't it <laughs> um yeah the dreaded and- c word word you know I became so used to hearing that in 2018 that I just i just went yeah okay but yeah I, I I had to have that procedure that's what I kept being told you have to have it because um we've got to rule out cancer if, and even if it's benign if we leave it there it, it could one day turn into cancer it can change, it could grow and anything's possible so I remember being having to have that procedure and I've seen my I saw my specialist and she said to me, she said, you don't have any cysts, it's gone. And I, I said, what? She said, "It's it's gone. But according to this, I should be able to see it because it, it's actually a decent size. But it, it's, it's actually gone. And I remember I just laughed. I, I smiled at that time because I put two and two together. I knew what had happened. But obviously, you know, she yeah. She, there was no explanation for it. Yeah.
0: so, so explain, explain explain that you know like I, like i'm not saying you i'm saying in your own mind and you know if you're listening explain how something emotional can shift something physical just with intention with the intention to forgive surrender and let go and totally let trust yeah. that Totally trust you know the
1: process. You physical, know. physical illness, you know, um, it starts from our emotional body and manifests in our physical body. When you're clinging on to emotions like anger and resentment um, and frustration for so long, eventually it's going to manifest in your physical body. And you have frozen. Junius, are you there? We seem to have run into technical difficulties.
0: One of those, yeah, it's recording. sorry guys you know sometimes the internet gods are um you know taking a bit of a holiday and at the moment it's actually mercury retrograde we're getting a new moon soon like all the energy is just crazy with um everything that's coming in so yeah anyway. like
1: we we attempted to record this much <laughs> earlier this um, this morning it wasn't happening and we thought we'll leave it and get onto it this evening although it's been it's been not too bad but yeah it's the internet gods are giving us, a, just playing little tricks on us today, which is okay.
0: Look, it's been um, it's been an amazing chat so far and we've got so much more to share and go so much deeper with everything. But I think, you know, I think what Stella was sharing was um, the importance of being aware that it is, you know, um, emotions that drive a lot of the physical ailments that end up showing up in your life. Yeah. And if you do just, Um, do the work and become present in the here and now and do the meditation and just talk to somebody and use your voice um you can you can manage that you know and it's not it's actually not hard to do it's just hard to speak up and ask for the help because it's actually simple to shift you know um but you do have to take your emotions
1: Yeah, face your emotions, face your feelings, get really honest with yourself, get real and honest with yourself, face your shit and reach out to someone. We we can't do these things alone. And that's why people like you and I and others are around for it's reach out and ask for help because there are people that can help you. Um, But you've got to obviously take that first step. You've got to do that work.
0: Um, It all goes
1: yeah,
0: you've got to do the work. That that that's all there is to it. I think what's important for people listening is that um, you know, there is there is a journey that you go on. There is this emotional roller coaster that you end up signing up for when you go deep and you dive inwards and you do the inner work. Um, so you know, we'll be sharing a lot more around that. Um, Stella and I have a few little projects together that um, you know, you can tune into and we'll share all those details as they um, as they evolve um, so you, that you can emerge from wherever it is and then, you know, just um, elevate and fly wherever it is that you want to go because, you know, you don't have to do this alone. You're never alone. Um, there's always people out there that share share from the heart and that share a similar story with, um, you know, what you're feeling right now. So the importance of using your voice is something that we've both realised. Um, you know has been the shape-shifter or the game changer in our lives
1: it really can I just say it doesn't matter where you are in life you can change your life you can transform your life it doesn't matter where you are uh, honestly anything everything's possible and you can turn your life around once you start, once you start doing this work you'll start you you really do start to see things change in your life. The right people will come into your life. You start attracting, your experiences change. Um, And you notice what I call these little miracles. They
0: happen all the time. I love that you use that word because at the end of the day, if you're listening right now, it means you're breathing. And if you're breathing, it means that you can make the decision to change right now right here like this very second every single breath is a gift right and I can speak from experience because I was born in a premature um I was born premature in in a in a third world country into a box so if it wasn't for that beginning for me like I wouldn't maybe appreciate the power of breath you know and I don't know. I just, I just, I just hope that anybody listening out there, if there's something that's causing you angst and you're not feeling like you can be you, uh, the purpose is to remember who you are and be you. You know, and sometimes, yeah, like Stella said, life is gonna happen for you, but it's about how you learn to ride that because if you don't, the lessons are gonna show up until you deal with it. And you can see what Stella's journey has been like.
1: Yeah. It's as simple as that. It really is. Uh, you, you know how I see it? Life is a miracle. Life is a gift. It is a miracle. And there are, there are miracles that happen each and every single day. We just don't see them because we're not present. Um, we, we're so wrapped up in our life, in, our, in, in the stories we tell ourselves. And just, it's, I call it a rat race. Mm. and we we just that's what we have to change that's what we have to change and I love another quote that Joe Dispenza says change your energy change your life Mm. you know if you're if you're wrapped up in those emotions of fear and guilt and anger and resentment let them go deal with it face whatever's bothering you whatever's giving you grief um and and watch your life change. Watch your life change. Change your energy. Change your life. It's so true. We're we're we're, te- we're examples of that, for examples exactly. of But exactly. you know what? Well, we didn't do it alone. We didn't do it alone. We reached out and asked for help. We got help.
0: Um,
1: and yeah, if that's what you need, reach out and seek help.
0: Yeah, it's not a path that you have to walk alone. It's a path, um, you know, with the with a gentle guide that you can um you know, embark upon. And step one is just doing that, acknowledging that you want to, you know, making the decision within yourself that this is something you want to shift. And step two is just taking that step towards whoever it is that resonates with you, um, you know, and really just find somebody that you're comfortable with. Find somebody that you can um, openly share and, you know, not feel judgment, not feel void not feel pressure not feel anything that's making you feel uncomfortable just be with somebody or speak to somebody that um just allows you to speak without you know any bias just allows you to speak your truth
1: seek out just speak to someone who can hold that space for you to speak to speak up to share your 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 pain your pain your story um and someone who will do it without judgment someone who will just see without judgment and listen to you because it really is you've just got to own it you've just got to acknowledge where you are face your shit just let it go and sometimes sometimes it's as
0: easy as just talking that's all it takes yeah. and because- you know i mean you've heard you've heard parts of Stella's story again we, we're gonna i definitely want to invite you back to go a lot deeper with this but um, to be able to turn your crisis into courage and now be in a position to want to give back, you know, it takes a lot of guts. It takes huge, huge courage to, to be vulnerable and, and make that decision. And, you know, that's a journey for me. The reason this podcast was even born was because I was born, because I've decided um, there needed to be a space where people can share without being judged. And some of the guests that I've had on I have just got incredible, incredible resilience and, um, you know, heart within them. And, yeah, yeah, so if you've got one last message to share, you know, if you've got one profound message that really stands out for you, what would that be, Stella? You
1: know, after my experience and after that cruise, after realising how... How important the heart is, everything. So, everything I do is about the heart. For me, it's live from the heart, open your heart and live from your heart. Live from a place of love as opposed to a place of fear. So, for me, I make decisions based on love and not based on fear.
0: Yeah, that's very powerful, right there. Live from the heart and make your decisions from a place of love, not from a place of fear let
1: your heart
0: be your compass one of the qualities that I love about Stella is that um, you know she will listen she will sit there and listen and listen to whatever it is um, that it is that you need to uh, let go of so um, if people do want to reach out to you Stella and they do want to just open up just have a conversation that's all it is you know um, and making that connection how can they find you social
1: media reach out facebook
0: just my facebook page stella deli vasilis yeah, so how do you spell
1: that d e l i v a s i l i s yes it's a nice long greek surname
0: I'm just being a bit cheeky, Stella. That's alright. Deli- you can be cheeky. <laughs> so yeah, guys, if you want to uh, reach out to Stella, her Facebook is Stella Dali Um And well, it takes oh, uh,
1: is just one message, really,
0: doesn't it? <laughs> That's it. One message, one conversation can um, totally change the trajectory of your entire life. So, once again, Stella, I just want to say a huge thank you for coming on today and sharing from your heart you know and it is leading by example that i encourage I that, people yeah. um to to just be so thank you. if there's no, thank you thank <laughs> you
1: so much for having me genius um i really do appreciate you having me on your show to share my story and i really do hope that um people tune in and i i, I really do you hope that it inspires people to to make those changes in their life yeah. exactly
0: so emerge from your box um was designed for exactly that reason you know to just have people that are heart-centred, reaching reach words within themselves and then reach out to just just be themselves, you know. So everybody listening, I know that we had a bit of a tech error in between, but we'll get that sorted when the internet gods start cooperating. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening to the very first podcast episode of 2021. There's nobody better in the world that I would have liked to share it with than Stella because, I mean... You know, we're going places and you just have to look at her backdrop right now, which is a picture of Positano. Um, remember, this is the girl who wanted to end it all in 2018 and yes. we survived and we thrived and we bounced back. Um, and, you what know, even we through. Ever. I mean, yeah, we met we, we met,
1: we we took the trip of a lifetime. We went to Italy, we went to Positano, we met Joe Dispenza, we met the great man. <laughs> We met him in person, we hugged him, we spoke to him Um, and, you know, we connected and met some amazing people from all around the world and made some really beautiful, special friendships and connections. And I think that's so beautiful and so precious. And it just goes to show that anything is possible. You've just got to believe in yourself. And when you believe in yourself, you believe in possibilities. That's. I'm going to leave it at that.
0: Exactly. So, you know, if we can get through everything that we went through and then also still have the imagination to dream and, you know, create the future that we want and go to beautiful places like Positana, we're just getting started. You know, this is just this is just the beginning of many, many things. And, you know, we've just got through one of the most challenging years in humanity not not our life in humanity and we've come out um you know firing with love with arrows of love you know forget cupid there's dollar and margaret coming out
1: <laughs> and we're gonna but, um, keep
0: going we would like you said we're
1: only getting started we're only getting started so stay tuned
0: yeah thanks guys for listening uh love you all for tuning in and until next time big hugs and kisses